When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go, man. It's game week on the Plains. We're here to talk about it on the Sunday edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. Football is back, boys and girls. Y'all already know I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. And we are fired up, man, because all the talk is over. It's game week on the Plains, Blake. Talk to him, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, excited. We got to catch a little glimpse of the UMass Minutemen last night. Uh, Vandy coming through with a big dub. Got a little interesting late, Dustin. Uh, USC's told the people. Huh? You told people they was gonna cover. They didn't cover. They didn't cover, brother. They didn't cover. Uh, it. It. We'll talk about Vandy another day because, uh, <laughs> you know, they had a little momentum going last year, but I think that momentum is slowed down. All right. Um, but USC's defense is still trash. Uh, you know, hey, look, I couldn't imagine being in a dogfight with San Jose State. You know, first game of the season and everything. Mm. Couldn't imagine mm. that being the second game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, like last night, me and my brother were talking about like the San Jose State stuff. And he was like, dude, he was like, how is USC like in a dogfight with San Jose State? And I was like, I mean, I know somebody who was in a dogfight with San Jose State. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, USC, man. Look, Lincoln Riley, uh, can you ever put a defense together like Alex Grinch is not the move uh, for Lincoln Riley. And if you ever want to be a title contender in this college football era, man, like you got to get a defense. And when is he going to wake up and smell the smell, the brewing coffee, Dustin, that, that he's got the offense to do it. I mean, we saw Caleb Williams, he would have thrown for 300 plus yards if they wouldn't have took him out last night. So like he's got the offense. We see that. But you got to put the defense together. But just to have college football back, man, North Alabama was on TV last mm-hmm. night. So, like, I mean, that was big. Even though they lost, uh, they played Mercer close. And Mercer, like we know, mm-hmm. you know, they're a respectable FCS program. Uh, they're usually ranked top 25 in the FCS. So, it was just a great day to have pads popping. Uh, college football back on the TV. You wake up, you get to watch a little college game day, you know. Uh, Unfortunately, Auburn did not play, but we're just six days away from that. So uh, it's exciting, man. And and like I've said multiple times on the intro of this show, I know what Auburn-Alabama is going to feel like 
this Saturday. I know it's going to be electric. I know Hugh Freeze walking down that Tiger Walk is going to be insanity. Uh, I, I feel like the Auburn faithful will show up. They will show out uh, and and a big-time dub this Saturday to start the Hugh Freeze era in Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, buddy. And me and you got to hang out Friday night at the Baker Theodore game. I uh, yep. checked out Bryce Kane. Our varsity squad members, that uh, the Bryce Kane video, the recruiting recap for all of all 17 of our commitments is uh, uploading right now. So that'll be up in your guys' feed shortly, man. Um, had a good time. It was good to just see pads popping, like you said. We saw a bunch of big hits Friday night. Just good to be on that field, uh, in the stadium, seeing football. Come home Saturday, see a bunch of football, man. Um, it's here. I'm so I'm so excited. And we got to see two. What's up, brother? <laughs> just, it cracks me up, man, because, like, you know, we got to see an immaculate reception Friday Dude. night. Dude. <laughs> Was that not the wildest play you've ever seen? All right. I mean, if you, everybody knows that you see goofy stuff at high school games. Um, there was a play Friday night. I wish I would. I wish I had recorded it where old boy for Theodore comes across the middle and just gets stuck. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It's popped. And the ball bounces like nine yards back towards the line of scrimmage. And another receiver for, I mean, literally the immaculate reception, another receiver for Theodore comes out of nowhere and catches the ball and takes it down the sideline for a tutty. Just <laughs> absolute insanity, man. Yeah. And, and that's what we're talking about when like pads were popping. My buddy got stuck. All right. Uh, and, and, uh, it was it was crazy that we just see this cat come out of nowhere, catch the ball, and just take off for a touchdown. Uh, it was it was a fun time, brother. Yeah, yes, sir. Football's back, man. So we, yesterday, three of our opponents into action. Uh, Vanderbilt, like we kind of mentioned, definitely wasn't impressive. But next week, opponent UMass face off against our uh, week week eleven or game eleven anyway. Opponent mm-hmm. New Mexico State. And we talked to our boy Nathan Strauss, uh, play-by-play announcer over there for UMass. If you haven't checked that episode, uh, now's the time to go do that. Um, learn everything you need to know about those boys. But look, man, he told us that they just they just didn't have high hopes, basically. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really looking forward to the season type thing as, as far as win-loss total goes. I believe he said 4-8 uh, and eight was his ceiling. Mm-hmm. But he did talk about this being one of the games that they needed, a game that they kind of blew last year. And UMass got it done. And look. On the road. On the road. Yeah, on the road. And I know that you got a point that you kind of want to want to make about this. But uh, not saying that UMass is all that good. But I will say, I think they're improved. I think last year from that 131st ranked offense or whatever in the world it was, where they averaged, uh, I think it was 12.6 points a game, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they definitely improved off of that. And. The UMass faithful seem pretty happy to have that 41. Boy, they, I don't think they've seen 41, no matter regardless of who they are playing in a long time. Blake, tackle this QB's name for us. It, his name is Tyson Fomachon. <laughs> Fomachon. Uh, he is a Clemson and Georgia Tech transfer. Uh, things didn't work out at those two schools. And like Nathan told us, uh, UMass went and got him. Uh, and U- UMass is coach, man. Like you could tell that the the script is flipping there. And I know that's a term that we like. To, yeah, I know that's a term that we like to use uh, at Auburn right now, but you can tell that things are starting to flip there. This is a guy, uh, like Nathan told us, he said that the culture just wasn't right at mm-hmm. UMass. Uh, and this is his second stint at UMass. They right. brought him back. Um, 
And so he just said the culture wasn't right. So they said, how do we get this thing back on track? We know a guy. All right. Hmm. So they go back and get him. They bring him in. And he said last year, look, they only won one game. But you could tell things were starting to progress inside the program. Look, out on the field, it didn't look great. But on the inside, all right, on the inside of that stadium, on the inside of those walls where people don't get to see the behind the scenes, you could tell the program was changing. They go out and they get some players through the transfer portal. You could tell yesterday things had changed. They were competitive at skill positions. The offensive line was competitive. Like, they're having fun. They look like they're having fun yes, playing football. Yes, and, uh, and the defense, all right? You saw guys on defense, man, DBs, you know, hey. Ah. Uh, so, like, you could tell there was athleticism and and they were competing at a high level yesterday, even though I do think that New Mexico State and UMass are both, uh, you know, a little underwhelming for Auburn. I think Auburn should beat both of them by 50, and if we don't, we just might be cheeks. But uh, – <laughs> You know, I look for the UMass fans, man. I'm proud for you guys to get that first win, and it looks like you get you might get two or three this year, maybe even four, like Nathan was mentioning. So, um, I thought it was a great day for UMass, Dustin. But as far as it comes to Auburn, man, like we got to go in there and and we gotta we gotta give them we gotta give them the business, brother. Yeah. Um. Like we talked, like Nathan talked about a lot of transfers because I made the point to him. I said, well. Is there any, you know, are they going to be kind of like starstruck in Jordan Hare, or maybe um, is it just like mm-hmm. a big moment for them to play in this kind of stadium? And he said, no, because we got a bunch of P5 guys that didn't play, mm-hmm. they didn't get a chance to play at their previous stop that are coming here to play. Was it Simpson or Sampson, the uh, receiver that was transferred from Arizona? Yeah. He looked nice. And I'm sitting there watching it. And, and one thing is, is for them to get this win, they had, like you said, they won one game last year. So they, mm-hmm. they've already matched last year's win total. By week zero, they have matched last year's win total. Uh, that's something. But um, they got to be feeling good. They got to be feeling confident. They look like they were having fun. And, and yeah, do, do, are they going to come into Jordan here and win? Lord willing, no. And if so, well, then we're going to have a whole lot of trouble. But and everything that we just talked about all summer was complete crap, and we look like idiots. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you are going to get a team that's coming in there. That's feeling a little bit confident. I would say that they're more confident coming into Jordan here than they would have been before Saturday, right? Now they're coming there and saying, hey, we can do some things. We've just put up 40 points. Yeah. So, um, and they should feel good. They should feel good about that. And the quarterback here, 10 to 17, 192 yards, not lighting the world on fire, but the 17 carries for 96 yards, and uh, I believe that's for 5.6 a carry, if my math is right. Um, we have, the question has been with Auburn. Can we stop the run? Now, do I expect UMass to come in and, and pound it down our throat? No. But their starting running back, uh, I'll pull his numbers up here in a second, but he had he averaged over five yards of carry as well. So that's the quarterback and their running back, both average over five yards of carry. And when I look at yeah. style of offense, what you got? Uh, j- just his name's Lynch Adams. He had 15 carries for 79 yards, uh, 5.3 average with yeah. two TDs. His longest run of the day was 21 yards. Okay, so you look at that offense. You're gonna they're gonna try to get the quarterback outside and do some things, right? Um, guys got to stay contained. Guys got to understand their assignments. 
Don't get selfish. Don't get greedy trying to make that big play. Stay in contain. Stay where you need to be. And it might not be you that makes the play. But let your guy make the play. Stay disciplined. Um, as far as mm-hmm. UMass just coming into Jordan Hare and only putting up a fill wool or getting a goose egg, I feel a little less confident in that. Don't mistake what I'm saying. Say I'm a little less confident in the game. But I'm just saying last week it was we're going to route these boys 63 to, to three or whatever. I don't necessarily feel that way anymore. I feel like they have made big improvements from last year. Now, how much is how much is that? We won't know for UMass until the season goes because Saturday is not going to be a fair measuring stick for them either. Um, we'll see kind of where they land. But I do feel like that's a team that's improved. Like you said, Don Brown, the head coach coming in, giving them an identity. You kind of see them starting to play under his identity, like Nathan talked about it us, that they know that they're going to not have the athletes in New England. Obviously, the recruiting is not there. They're going to have to maximize the portal and go get dogs and go get guys that match Don Brown's identity. And uh, I think they've done that. So, yeah, just it was interesting to see uh, to see the improvement there to get a little bit of uh, eyeballs on next week's opponent. They're going to make the game in Jordan Hare sloppy. That's what Mm -hmm. they're going to try to do. They're going to try to come in and run the football. (laughs) And uh, look, they run for what, 197 yards yesterday. Yeah. All right, they ran the ball 37 times for 197 yards, a 5.3 average, and four touchdowns. Their longest rush was 26 yards on the day. They're going to try to run the football, people. They only threw it 17 times yesterday. They're going to try to run it. They're going to try to make this um, with the the running clock this year. All right, they're going to try to come into Jordan-Hare and slow this game down and make it slimy and grimy and just – physical, all right, and they're going to see if Auburn can stop the run. That's what you're going to get. UMass has heard what everybody else has heard, right. that right. Auburn's – that uh, can they stop the run. So U, UMass is going to test them. Now, I think if, if we don't beat UMass 52 to 10, then we're going to – we have an issue. We, we need to test that secondary. Like, yeah. I'm watching that secondary, and I'm saying, okay, I want to see people lead. I understand that we can probably line up and pound this team in a submission. And if that's what you want to do, that way you're up by 35 at halftime. I don't, you know, first first game, Hugh Freeze era, I don't have a problem with that. But I would like to see, I'm watching New Mexico State torch some of their guys. I want to see our guys do that. I want to see mm-hmm. Hugh air it out. I'll, you know what? I want to see Peyton Thorne have 20 attempts by halftime. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it's to the detriment of the score a little bit. If we could be up 35 to zero by pounding it, but instead we decided to be up 21 to three or whatever, I'm more okay with that. I want to see this passing game start to go, right? I want to see us because I think someone steal one of your terms. Secondary look like cheeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to see Jay Fair get over the top of those guys, Var get over the top of those guys, Cam Brown get over the top of those guys, because I definitely think that's something that we could exploit. Yes, we will be able to pound the ball at the line of scrimmage. I understand all that. Um, I want to see Peyton Thorne light that thing up, bro. I, I really do. And um, as far as the kind of style of offense they ran and the mobility of their quarterback, it could give us problems, yes, but Robbie's been getting significant reps with the ones all offseason, and obviously that's his kind of style. So that shouldn't yeah. be something that throws us off uh, uh, too much. Um, and then as far as New Mexico State, I know we play them, but, like, what will those teams look like by that point? You know what I mean? Like, I don't really have a whole lot to say there. And yeah. obviously, like, we're going to – we should 
blow that team out the freaking wazoo. There's not you much know, They they found some success last night though when when uh the quarterback uh I think his name number seven. Um the kid that came in? Yeah. Yeah, I know I you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember him, but yeah, he was a Texas in. A&M. He was a Texas A&M yeah. transfer. He come in and they found some success, bro. Like to a second play, he was in the game. Uh, they they handed the ball off and took it 80 yards. Uh, so I don't know if he got hurt or what happened, but they put the Pavea kid back in, and it it just never was the same. Like, I yeah, mean, dude just doesn't have it. And and I did look, think their unis were sick. Yeah, yeah, they were nice. They were nice. Um, but that was about it because <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like I, I'm just a I'm just a I like to view myself as a college football truther and, and I'm not gonna get on here and blow smoke, but if we don't beat the absolute dog water out of both of these teams, I'm raising like antennas will be raised up and I will say, Hey, what is going on? Right. Like, I will be nervous going out to Cal if we don't beat UMass 52 to 10. Yeah, I'm with you. Blake, kind of lost in all of the pageantry of, I wouldn't call it opening weekend, but finally mm-hmm. having some football on was three star D lineman Dimitri Nichols out of Opelika, Florida, committed to us. Uh, 6'3, 295. Um, became our 17th commitment on the class. And we're going to sit here in a second and kind of look at this class uh, now that the offseason has pretty much come to an end and where we stand. But my thoughts just real quick on Dimitri is if you follow kind of the way this recruitment went, it was pretty simple. Um, his name started kind of coming up a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they were going to take him then. And then we had Big Cat and they had some conversations with old Cam Franklin. And they found out, okay, we're in the race for this big dog right here. And they kind of held off. Ultimately, for now, for now, Ole Miss has Cam Franklin in the boat. So we go over and uh, we get Dimitri here. And it's not um, – I don't want to say like – I don't want to make it seem like you're, like you're settling. But uh, Cam Franklin obviously is the big five-star and has, he's very versatile. But uh, Dimitri here, my understanding of Dimitri's game is that it's uh, he is a true nose. He is a true nose and uh, – and that's something that we don't have a lot of on this roster. We need guys that can specifically stop the run. We talk about how we lack the depth there. Um, me and you kind of feel like we still are lacking some depth yep. on the D line in this class. So to get our third commitment on the class uh, from the class here on the, on the defensive line, excuse me. Um, and I love getting kids out of South Florida. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, if you're going to take a flyer on a kid, and I wouldn't necessarily say it's taking a flyer, but when you're going to go get a three star, you know what? It's, it's just because we've had these big wins for the first time. These Demarcus Riddicks, these Perry Thompsons, and all that kind of stuff. This kid could easily develop into, into a great player. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm doing that at all. Yeah, you felt like he didn't get the love that he deserved, right? Because yeah, he wasn't I mean, the the four or five star pop that you know we've got. So the heat got kind of does a does a does a does a defensive lineman Blake does a D tackle that so um. His sole game is basically stopping the run. Mm-hmm. Does he even get four or five stars? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like for a, for a D tackle to be highly sought after, he's a Derrick Brown kind of guy, a guy mm-hmm. that can generate pass rush from mm-hmm. the interior. So maybe Dimitri never makes the big name, doesn't have the big stats that kind of pop. But if he does his job and just eats up front and lets these guys in this linebacker class, these Demarcus Riddicks, these DJ Barbers, those kind of guys – 
come in and clean it up. That's all you need. And we lack depth specifically at the one technique defensive tackle spot. That is a specific area of need for this team. I think they went after Cam Franklin because Cam Franklin can do that and more. Mm-hmm. When you're going after five stars, this is part of it, man. You don't always win those. You have a guy here in Dimitri where, all right, man, I know what this guy can do. I know what he can bring. And this is a guy that was waiting on the Auburn offer. Mm-hmm. He's wanted yep. to be at Auburn for a long time. So got to love that, bro. Yeah, and I'm with you. I love the pickup. Uh, I think it adds depth to this class. And uh, look, we're in a much better position mm-hmm. uh, this go around than we were a year ago. We were struggling, Dustin. And uh, it's it's refreshing to see uh, just how far it's come, man. And, and uh, look, I'll take I'll take any get right now. Um, and, and just to. Uh, boost boost what we have going on, boost the momentum. And and I get missing on a five-star and him choosing to stay at home at Ole Miss. That's all that's that's cool with me. That's cool with me. Uh, you know, if you wanna if you wanna stay with ugly and broke, that's fine, you know. But I, I'm not gonna hate on it, you know. Uh you win some, you lose some, you live to fight another day. So uh I, I think Auburn's still in a great spot. I think recruiting is in a great spot. Uh, we're going to be okay, uh, and and everything is going to be just fine. Auburn will be back to competing for SEC championships, uh, a playoff spot here soon, and ultimately a national championship down the road here. Yeah. Uh, so welcome to the family, Dimitri. We're happy to have you, brother. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's talk about this, man. Last year – me and you, I want to say we were the only people, and a lot of people won't know because we had probably 15 to 50 downloads an episode yeah. last football season, uh, both of us recording on our phone and whatnot. Um, but I promise, I know our guy Tanner was listening. Tanner will tell y'all. Yeah. Um, we were sounding the alarm long time about the horse and recruiting, and obviously – it eventually kind of came to the point where everybody kind of noticed. And I'm not saying we were the only, you know, the only ones, but we had about four or five guys committed last year, rolling into opening week. And we were like 50th or 60 something overall. And everybody Mm -hmm. kept trying to say, it's going to turn around. It's going to turn around. You just got to put it on the field. You just got to put it on the field. Well, one, that was a lot of horse crap because good recruiters can recruit. Like, yes, putting it on the field takes you, can elevate you higher for sure. Putting it on the field takes you from a 15th, a 12th class to a top five class. Sure. But if you're down at 58th, the week of opening kickoff and recruiting and you're Auburn's head coach, you don't know what you got going on, man. And the job that this staff has done is we currently sit 16th in the nation according to rivals with 17 commitments overall. Me and you just talked about it on our recruiting pod for our varsity squad members. A lot of people showed out this week. Me and you saw in person the Bryce Kane show Friday night. Um, I just think that as we sit here, you know, six days away now with 17 guys committed with basically a a top 15 class. um, And remember, remember the, uh, when Hugh, right when he came in, he had like a month to work mm-hmm. and he flips a Connolly mm-hmm. and he flips a Falk and he flips a K and Lee. So man, imagine putting this, we mean you predicted eight and four, Blake, mm-hmm. me and you predicted eight and four. Let's do this. We're sitting here 16th. We go eight and four. Like me and you predict. Is this class sitting inside the top 10 at that yes. point? 
Yes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and some of those guys that committed to other schools, I think, could come back around. I do. And and look, when when me and Dustin talk about like we were calling Harson out, is like we. One thing I want to make clear is, like we give we give him every chance to make it right. Right. Like like we weren't going to bash our our guy while he was, you know, the head coach of Auburn. Um, like I wanted him to get right. But Auburn should never be 58th in college football recruiting. OK, never in the history of recruiting. They should never be outside the top 15 if you really want to start talking. OK, it should never happen when I tell you guys that. Auburn is a top 10 national program in college football history. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is the truth. So you should never look at Auburn and say, man, 58th in recruiting, four commits to start the season. What's going on? You know, like like you should never look at Auburn like that. And and that it just wasn't it. It wasn't a fit. And I've brought this up before, Dustin, when I talked to Junior Rose Green. All right. He said – Auburn stopped recruiting areas that they used to bring big-time players out of. And those players were no longer filtering into Auburn. And he said Auburn has to get back to that. So you look at a guy like a Nicholas, all right, and he's from South Florida. That was one of Junior's biggest things, man, is he was like, Auburn stopped recruiting South Florida, Blake. Mm -hmm. And he said, and that hurt to see, he said, because I'm from South Florida. He said, that's my stomping grounds. He said, and that pipeline is no longer here because these kids nowadays, they don't look at Auburn and say, boy, we can go there. He said, I have to tell them about Auburn because now how do they view Auburn? 58th in recruiting. They're looking at, man, why would I go to Auburn? They're 58th in school. Yeah, they're a basketball school. Uh, they went to a Final Four in 2019, and, and you know, they, they keep going to the to the round of 32 every year. They got Jabari Smith as a as a uh, an NBA future star and Walker Kessler, and, you know. So they don't know what Auburn has been. They were kids when Auburn played in that national championship game, you know. I mean, just look at – I just watched Dre Kirkpatrick Jr. commit to Alabama the other day. I mean, that that right there tells me I'm getting old. Uh, so, uh, you know, like uh, um, it's it's that's how they view Auburn, man. So, uh, I, I, I know Hugh Freeze uh, is going to get things right, man, and, and I'm excited about that. And, and, look, when Harson was hired, it just – it didn't fit what we wanted to do. And I remember the night he got hired, I made a tweet and said, welcome to the Vanderbilt territory. Just because of conversations that I had with a guy like Junior, man. And and he just, like, he, he told me, like, it's just not there in a Florida or a Georgia, you know. And, and uh, you, you kind of saw the recruiting wanting to go out to, like, you know, like we were we were getting guys from just all over the place, man. It just really wasn't what Auburn was about, you know, Dustin. So, yeah, no, we spent a ton of time trying to get a cat of Portland and didn't even get him. Exactly. Our, our receiver. Exactly. Like there's exactly. not plenty of those in Georgia, Bama, Florida, Mississippi. Exactly what I'm talking about, man. Darius Clemens, right? And yeah. all the hype was, oh, Darius Clemens is coming to Auburn. We feel so good about him. And then bang, Michigan, <clears> you know. And uh 
So they, I don't know, man. I, I just I feel so much more refreshed, better, uh, and and just excited about recruiting. Because I told you, if you remember this, I said, Dustin, I've kind of fell off the recruiting game, man, because yeah. it's been so poor at Auburn. Like I don't get excited anymore. But now uh, you're starting to reel those cats back in, brother, and, and there's nothing but excitement there. Yeah. Um, who's the guy you're most excited for? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to say. <laughs> Look, uh, from what we just watched Friday I'm about night, to say, man, I'm about to say, bro. <laughs> a, a guy with that much improvement. From what yeah. we just – look, I, I know it's sexy and everything, and it's a skilled position, but there is two guys in my area mm. uh, and a position that Hugh uh, just produces and pumps out, and that's the receiver position. Man, we got to see Bryce Kane live and in action. And if you're not a member on this show, uh, what we just – produced here uh, a couple minutes ago and we're about to drop about Bryce Kane. There's some clips that Dustin got uh, on his phone uh, and uh, the kid has improved so much, man. And uh, I'm excited about him, even though some people want to rank him a three star, just like we talked about with Nicholas, right? Uh, Bryce Kane is not a three star. No. Bryce Kane is a He's a heater, bro. Like, he can take the top off. We saw that. He's going and getting it in traffic. Like, love that. Perry Thompson took a dude to the woodshed the other night. Mm -hmm. uh, Perry Thompson had a pick six. Uh, there's so many guys in this class, man. Uh, and even in the 25, like, you go to the 25, we just got we just got little fault, bro. Yep. Like, we just got little fault. So, uh, th there's so many there's so many dudes, man, and, and it's just – it's different now. It's different. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. But Bryce Kane in the improvement. Uh, if you're not a member, please become one. You will get us a, a, a live live action. I mean, we got to see him straight up, and uh, the dude is a is a burner, man. Yeah, for sure. And I'm super excited about Bryce. Um, Mike Blake said you want to be a member so you can see that video. Um, Kinsley Faustin. Down yeah. there in South Florida, that's an interesting one. When you when you're sitting there talking about South Florida, I'm thinking of a kid right there in the Miami area, uh, yep. or right there along with Dimitri, going and getting a a safety like that, an athletic guy um, that can make plays from South Florida. But my guy that showed out Friday was was Jaden Lewis, bro. Mm. 95 yard interception return, 82 yard punt return, 85 yard kick return, 30 yard reception for touchdown, <laughs> two two point conversions he caught. And he recovered a fumble on defense. Like, bro, if there was – we need to come up with a big cat award or something. Like, mm -hmm. big cat big cat of the weekend, bro. Definitely my dude, Jaden. Um, just overall, man, for this class, it's like from five commitments or four, whatever the hell it was, to 17. And it was the way you were losing, guys. Like, to have a guy like Connor Lou to come out in, in June and say – I want to be a pilot. I want to go to a school with a good piloting program, and I really love Auburn. And then he mm -hmm. commits to Miami. And then you kind of find out why that happened, and you're just, like, mm -hmm. losing your shit because it's like, bro, this is a guy that is the best center in the class, and that's not even really a question, and what are we doing here? And then Hugh comes in and says, no, 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 no. You want to come to Auburn? Okay, I've got you here. Oh, all I got to do is – That's all it takes. That's all it takes. If you're listening on audio, that's all it takes. You just pick up this here little phone that everybody's got in their hands. 
24 hours a day anyway, and call the kid. That's all you got to do. You just got to talk to him. Did you hear Gunnar Britton talking about Connor Lou and, and how mature he is at mm-hmm. 17 years old and, and the yeah. knowledge of the game that he has? Go check that fireside chat out on the War Report. Uh, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't watched any of them, please go do it. Yeah. Uh, it is phenomenal content. And Gunnar Britton had high praise for a guy like Connor Lou, man, and just bringing a guy like that back to the Auburn program. Yeah. Can't say enough about the staff, Dustin. That's why I um, listen. If you're not a sicko like me, and you don't, you know, just this dork that will travel, will put pipe in the dirt for nine hours, and then rinse off at the shop and drive an hour and a half up to Mobile to watch a four-star kid that that might not even play at Auburn technically. He ain't signed on the line, you know. I've, I made a couple trips up to watch a basketball player at a Baker that ain't gonna play at Auburn. Mm. So you if did you're that, not, yeah. So if you're not, you know, like messed up in the head like me, I get that. But follow this recruiting a little bit, man. Follow this recruiting a little bit because in two years, when Bryce Kane is scoring touchdowns for Auburn, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I, you know, you, you could say well, Blake and Dustin kind of told me and showed me some clips on some stuff and I said, whoa, I kind of knew. So you don't have to be a, a complete dork like me, man. But it's follow it's yeah, dedication. <laughs> it's not. It's not being a dork, brother. It's dedication to the craft. Yeah. Uh, and and guess what? We got Perry Thompson and Bryce Kane kicking off here in a couple weeks, brother. That's going to be, yeah, that's going to be awesome to to yeah. be in attendance for. And and I know those guys are really good friends. And uh, what about Walker White, Dustin? I mean, oh man, the, put on a clinic, man. Put on a clinic. And when you talk about, uh, you know, they won sixty three to zero. So it's like, what was the competition? But when I see the throw. He had a throw to the corner of the end zone. One of the 24-7 guys in Caldwell or Clemente posted. I don't remember which one. Maybe they both did. I know they're both there. And that throw's sick. That throw was just on the needle. And it's one of the things where it's like, I don't care about competition, man. I, I do, but I'm on this th- I'm looking at the throw. And mm-hmm. I see what I see what Hugh's doing. He says, Okay, I can work with that. I can mm-hmm. get the feet right. I can get whatever I need to get right. I can work with that. Yeah, dude. Uh Walker White put on an absolute show. And I would imagine he's probably going to light Arkansas on fire this year. No I doubt. No doubt. Uh, Blake, opening weekend, bro. Here we go. How can the people look fly, get some good gear as they go into Jordan Harris Saturday? It's a wide out. It's a wide out. Homefieldapparel.com. 15% off your first purchase. Use the code UPTEMPO right there on the screen for all of you on audio. Use the code UPTEMPO for 15% off your first purchase. Look, they got some great Auburn stuff. They're dropping new things every week. I'm sure they're about to drop even more Auburn stuff. I think today they dropped, or yesterday they dropped some new Ole Miss stuff. So they're starting to get back in that trend of dropping SEC gear. Uh, But there's some really nice shirts on there, man. Uh, They've got conference championship shirts. Uh, they got the throwback Bo Jackson baby blues in there, man. Like you, you really want to go check that site out and get you an Auburn shirt for this UMass game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We've been talking about our members, guys. So JV squad, varsity squad. Uh, I want to shout out to the guy, the people that have joined. Uh, Chris Causey, correct? Chris Causey. Uh, yes. R- Richard Thibodeau. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it Pratiger? Yeah. Prattiger. And then I wanted to also shout out uh, Eric Pearson, just because Eric's been a member for a little bit now, but he's, he's always encouraging people to join, uh, buy the merch, sign up. So we see your comments, man, Eric, and we really appreciate you uh, helping us out and grinding for us, man. But like we said, bro, we were at the game Friday night, uh, got some clips, 
and uh, really broke down Bryce Kane's whole performance. And we're going to be doing that every Friday night. This Friday night, because I will be at, I will be going to the Auburn game, obviously. Um, I'm going to be in Phoenix City. And I'll be mainly focusing on Dylan Upshaw, the 2025 uh, class of 2025 Auburn target. We're trending uh, very high on his list, apparently. And I'll get some Cam Coleman stuff because you never know how that's going to go. But I'm mainly going to be focused on um, on Dylan Upshaw and Spencer Waldrop. Kind of hard to focus on offensive linemen. He's a big offensive lineman as well. But uh, I'll try to get some stuff to him and definitely break down his game a little bit. So be checking out some of those guys there. And, uh, yeah, man, you see it right here. Recruiting update videos. We just dropped that one. If you are a varsity squad member, it'll be in there soon. We're probably going to clip up a little bit of that uh, in the middle of the week, the Bryce Kane part and put it out for everybody just so y'all can kind of see what that looks like and what we're doing over there. Um, and then Xbox gameplay, the watch the film with the Auburn baseball, that's definitely coming, uh, breaking down Ike Irish, Cooper, all those guys, Tanner Bauman on the mound, all that kind of stuff. You guys been listening to us for a long time. You know, Blake, Blake loves his baseball. Blake knows baseball. He can tell you what the pitch is about to be before it happens. Uh, so really, really look forward to getting there and watching that with him. Um, I will be getting in some of these uh, high school recruits. And Blake will as well, obviously. We'll be doing some watch the film on some of those guys. It's just about working out the technology and getting all that kind of stuff together. Uh, we got a good idea. Friday night was our first night on the road. We kind of got a good idea of what to do and then how to upload the videos and stuff like that. So uh, it'll get better as the season goes on, that kind of thing. But um, And then the JV squad, man, you get those gifts that we're working on getting cut up. Pr priority reply to comments. You get the shout-outs, the members live only chat, all those kind of things, man. You definitely want to get in there and, uh, and become a part of this – up-tempo game, man. Become a part of this family's community that we're trying to build, bro. Because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a community of fans that just uh, just like us, man. We, we like to talk our trash. We like to have a little fun. Nothing too serious, but you know we love our Tigers. And and one thing I want to mention here, Dustin, is I think I'm just going to go ahead and break down and get a perfect game membership mm -hmm. uh, and to follow high school baseball recruiting because it's so hard uh, to follow it without one of those memberships. And if you mm -hmm. are interested in baseball content uh, and, and what the Auburn Tigers are doing to try to get back to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, I think I'm going to start following that pretty heavily uh, because it's just so hard to do it on Twitter only. Uh, right, right. It's just difficult, man. But uh, look, there's a lot of great things coming to this channel, and we appreciate mm -hmm. each and every one of you who have already joined, the ones that will join. And even if you just subscribe, man, go yeah, hit that sure. subscribe button. Smash the like button. It helps the algorithm. Share the video. Share the video. When we drop this, share it to a friend. That helps the algorithm. Uh, but we appreciate all the love. We're still on – we still want to make our goal of 1,000 subscribers, and we're only 146. 43 away i yeah. wanted to say 147 but that number has grown uh since the last time i looked at it so i think we're 143 subs away and we want to make that before saturday so tell a friend about us get them uh to hit that subscribe button we're so close people and we're so ready for some auburn football yeah for sure and uh i don't want to forget our audio people you know yeah. we look at the numbers we see it there's there's there y'all that listen on audio as well we don't see your comments obviously we don't see your likes and all that kind of stuff um you're not on YouTube. We don't see, we don't get to see your name and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I do want to tell you, because uh, that's how I listen to podcasts as well. Because um, it just take it just takes off data off your phone and, and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And you can obviously um, do multiple things at the same time while listening to it on Spotify. So if you're one of those people and we don't know who you are, just know that we do know you exist. Uh, we see you listening. We see you, you know, subscribing over there, and we love you all, all the same, man. We really do. Uh, last segment, Blake. 
these depth, uh, the depth chart is going to come out this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. We know the starting QB. We know Simp's going to start at safety. We know DJ going to start over here at corner. Blah, blah, blah. So we don't want to go down. We know he's going to start at running back. Matter of fact, do we know he's going to start? I'm going to make, I'm going to tell you right now. This is how this is going to go. Okay. Just a prediction. Don't say that I don't have any insight here. Just a prediction. Okay. Um, Saturday, they're going to announce the starting lineups and they're going to say, starting at running back out of Mississippi, number 27, Jarquez Hunter, and he's going to start. And then you're never going to hear anything else about it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly the way that it should have been handled the entire time. So just my thoughts on that. But um, any of these spots that are up for grabs, Blake, that you might have a, a surprise for? Because I, I have one. Yeah, it's on the offensive line. Yep. How do you yep. keep How do you keep too tall from starting? I don't think you can. So what do you do? Do you slide Gunnar Britton into the guard position? I think that Cam Stutz and or Tate Johnson are going to have to uh, have to take a seat, and you're going to move Gunnar Britton to guard because I think Jeremiah Wright is going to be locked in over there at the other guard, and uh, I think Tutal is going to take one of the tackle spots. It's hard to keep him off the field from everything Hugh Freeze has said, right? Yeah. I mean, th- that's, that's one. Uh, I just – If a head coach is talking about a kid that much and saying he can't sit the bench, he's got to be on the field, there's just no way that I can see them trotting out there Saturday and him not being in the starting lineup. Hugh's saying that he's he's just doing way too much uh, and and to be on the bench. Like, he's got to be on the field. And, and another thing that brings me back to the fireside chat, if you haven't watched it, uh, I watched it for the second time last night, Dustin, when I went to bed. <laughs> So I've watched it twice and uh, because I always like to watch these things again because you kind of miss something mm-hmm. in the first time, right? Yeah, for sure. And you can call me a dork on that. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but I love Auburn football content. And uh, and Gunnar Britton's knowledge of the game, freaky dude. Like <laughs> the kid – the kid, uh, he he knows football, right? And and he was even talking about the secondary for a minute too, like, um, and just how talented this group I think that can be. Uh, and you've got a Dylan Wade, like listening to the things that he worked on in the off season, and Mike G was telling him, "Hey, Cole Kublik thinks you could be a pro prospect." And he was just going through everything that Coach Thornton had told him. Hey, man, you need to work on this, this, this. All right, and he was doing it: hand placement, head placement, uh, everything like that, man. Um, and I think having a guy like Gunnar Britton and him only having four months left, you can move him into that guard position uh, and put too tall out there at the tackle. So I think that's a spot that's up to, up for grabs. I'm very interested in to see that. But I want to get your thoughts on this D-line, Dustin. Like, mm. where are we going here? Uh, and I know you're excited about a guy. You've praised him all <laughs> offseason, and he's a true <laughs> freshman. But I've had people – I've had people from other fan bases, bro, text me. Right? My guy DG from Florida, like he loves the Florida Gators. But there's even talk about a guy that's going to get on the field, Dustin. And how do you keep him out of the starting lineup? And we know who that is. Yeah. So, no surprise to anybody that's been listening to us. Or you already know. Keldrick going to start. I've been telling y'all. Keldrick's starting. Keldrick will start week one. He will start versus mm. UMass. He's the most talented player on that defensive line. I'm not saying he's the best right now. Now, he will be by the time the end of the season comes. But 
the dude's just got it, bro. He's just got it. So really it's going to be, it's, it's about formations, right? But if I had to draw it up right now, I would say if you're going to have four guys down there, I would say that Jalen McLeod starts at edge. I would go Jason Jones, Marcus Harris, and then Keldrick over there on the end. That would be my, that would be where I'd go with that. And uh, I don't think Jordan Rogers is far off from Jason Jones. And I'm super interested to see what, uh, uh, the kite kid yeah, uh, from Maryland. And then the kid from Purdue. And like, I, I know I forgot. I never remember their names. I don't. And I'm sorry, but the my kid, head is full of 200 football players' names. Was, uh, high kite, professional. Kite and um, Messiah Nasili Kite. And yeah. I'm not sure about the other yeah. guy. Yeah, and there's the other guy. But they're both going to play. They're both in the – I expect both of them to be in the two deep. Um, so – but that's those would be the four that I would say are starting would be starting there right now. It's interesting to see how they line up, man. And then, and this would be fun, right? So if you have Marcus Harris, Jason Jones, Andor Rogers, Keldrick Falk, um, what if you what if you put what if you go Jason Jones and Rogers in the middle, and then you have Falk and Harris at edge, like an old school, you know, four three type deal. And then where would you have a maybe a, a Larry Nixon or a Cam Riley or a Keontae Scott? You know, it's it's really gonna be interesting to kind of see the personnel groupings. And I'm just so excited to see what the plan is because we've done so much pontificating and so much trying to guess. And a guy like Ike can go in here and break down all the film in the world and give us the best idea of what it's gonna be, but he'll tell you, I don't, I'm guessing. He'll tell you that until we, you know, so I'm excited to see it's a very educated guest, but I'm just saying, I'm excited to see where this all goes. What really the game plan is. Who's going to start at linebacker, bro. Who starts at linebacker, Blake? Uh, I think you got to go with Austin keys and Larry Nixon. Uh, I think Eugene Asante uh, makes a move and I think he gets plenty of run on the field. Uh, I know you're, you're high on Woodyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy I don't right think he though, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, like you also got to throw like where's Cam Riley? You know, I know mm-hmm. Jeremy talked about that the other night when we were in his space. Uh, does Cam Riley get on the field on third downs to to uh, heat up the passer? You know, like I think we've got options, and that was something that you know we were kind of nervous about coming into this year. We we <laughs> we were wondering where that was going to mm-hmm. go, and then to lose a guy uh, like Tolan and and. Um, yeah, you know, just a tragic situation there, and and still praying for that kid, sure. um, and everything that he's been through. Uh, hopefully, he can find his way back, brother. And uh, but you've had guys like Eugene step up, and to hear the coaching staff say like, "Hey, the dude," I mean, he's rocking people. I mean, yeah. they, the the report out of scrimmage was he was just exploding plays, blowing them smooth up. So that's exciting. I know a lot of people have had concerns about stopping the run because you you read the scrimmage notes and you hear, hey, man, Damari had a 50-yard run, mm-hmm. and we're just sitting here going, well, are our running backs that good? Is that, <laughs> has our offensive line improved that good? Or is our defense, you know, is, is our front seven just, you know, or are, are they not are they not up to par? Like, what's going on? But uh, we're going to find out Saturday because UMass, that is what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to run the football. They're going to try to keep possession. They're going to try to 
and just wind this clock down and keep things close, right? And maybe they're in the game in the fourth quarter to to make a move and try to win it. Hopefully it's not like that, but uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to to see this defense work, man. We know the secondary is locked up. That's why we didn't want to come on here and say, you know, well, right. it's gonna be simp and and Puckett and Nehemiah and Keontae and and uh Yeah, we know all that. Yeah, uh DJ James and all that. Like we we get it, all right. Um, but this front seven is a mystery and, and we're waiting to find out, uh, who it's going to be. So I love the Keldrick fault height, bro. I, I think he is that dude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, guys, listen, we're about to get out of here. Y'all know the deal every Tuesday. Now, every Tuesday at 7 PM live on the YouTube. Oop. You don't want to miss it every Tuesday. Get in there, man. Uh, we'll get, let's get this thing popping. It's here, Blake. Yep. It's here. Tuesday night, we're going to give our uh, official SEC predictions, East and West. We want you guys to get in there and give us y'alls. Yes. You know how we do with the Uptempo podcast. It's really just going to be us hating on every team for one reason or another. It's just a, what degree of hate are we going to give on them. But come in there Tuesday night. We'll be talking all kinds of shit about other people. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, love Georgia, love yeah. both Alabama, bro. Get them yeah. out. You already know what it is. Some old miss shots will fly and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, the Colt down there in College Station. Um, we're going to try to have a, another big-time guest join. Don't want to say anything there until that's confirmed, but we are going to try to make that happen. So, uh, 7 o'clock, guys, Tuesday. Y'all know the deal. Um, like and subscribe, man. Like Blake said, we're trying to get over to 1,000. Blake, do you have anything? I do have one final word I wanted to get in. Uh, I like I've I've preached all all offseason, man. Make this Make this environment Saturday special. Uh, and and I want to harp on this again for everything that we've been through the past two years. Uh, make this environment special. I was at Penn State, all right. I was at that that Tiger Walk. It felt electric, all right. It felt like, hey, Auburn's about to go in here and dominate, and that wasn't the case. We got ran off our own field by a Big Ten opponent, all right. In a in a historical matchup. You know, that was a CBS 230 game for America to see. But I want this, even though it's UMass, man, I want this Tiger Walk to be electric. I want the love shown to Cadillac that he deserves for what I've always said is he saved our program last year. That hit home for me, man. I watched that dude growing up as a teenager. All right. I was I was at the Kentucky game when when he exploded and uh and and did his thing in 04, man. And like like I was at all of those games when when him and Ronnie just uh just were were running folks smooth over, bro, and, and all the electric times we had back then. But now Hugh Freeze comes in and and Hugh uh everything that we know he did at Ole Miss and uh the the, the winning ways he brought to that program, we know he can do it here. So make his Tiger Walk special. That's his first one inside the stadium sell it out don't leave no matter what the score is man stay watch the team i know it's going to be hot but 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 show these kids the love all these transfers that picked us show them love man when they run out of that tunnel and and that smoke's going up in the air and they come through it brother it gives me chills just thinking about it um remember remember what we can be all right. Remember the old times uh, that Auburn used to be, and we're not—we're only ten years outside of playing for a national championship. Mm -hmm. All right. 
So remember what we used to be and what we can be in the future, especially with this thing expanding expanding to a 12-team playoff. Yeah. All right? We can be back in the, nat- the national picture soon. And it starts Saturday with UMass. And and uh, I stand on that, man. I, I want it to be a special environment for Hugh and the boys. Yes, sir. Good stuff, Blake. We've been saying all year, man. We're a family. We do this together, and we all got to play our part. We play a big role. I think sometimes we forget how big of a role we play. Uh, what I wanted to say was I've seen a lot of videos going around from this weekend. Uh, and we were at the game Friday night, and there was a there was a fight that broke out in the stands. What nothing, what nothing crazy. But uh, I've seen three different videos of kids, high school kids, at football games laying down on the field with their hands over their head. The fuck are we doing, man? What are we doing? The whole town's supposed to be able to come out to the game on Friday night, watch the game, watch these kids. Majority of these kids are not going to play college ball. They want to win for their town. They want to win for their side of the town. And I've seen five, six, seven clips of shootings and gang fights and and and. and Parents getting in fights with other parents. Yep. What are we doing, man? What what is this? Go to the game on Friday night and act right. Mm-hmm. There's no sense in any of this garbage. There's no sense in it. Yep. Go have a good time. Go enjoy football. Me and you were talking about it before we started recording. High school football is the last pure thing when it comes to football. We've all seen the offseason that we just had in college football. There's not a real college football fan out there that's not worried about the future of college football. If you are, you're not paying attention because Mickey Mouse is making all the decisions. You want to get mad at the NCAA? You want to get mad at It's Mickey Mouse, brother. Disney's the ones making those decisions and nobody else. You know why Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC? Because ESPN wanted them to be. That's the whole point of it. You'll ne- Josh Pate said it a million times. You'll never hear the word. Fans are players come from these people because they don't care about the fans or the players they're going about one thing their pocketbook and yes these guys are old men in their 60s they're gonna be dead in 10 years they don't care bro they don't care about you the game these kids are nothing pro ball is obviously a business high school's all you got as far as it's just pure. And yes, I know there are kids that are trying to go and get scholarships and this, that, and the other. And there is an element of, of BS involved in that. I get that. But as a whole, man, you're supposed to go to the game Friday night, have a good time with the community, see the same people that you're going to see next Friday night, yep. the same people that you go shopping for your groceries with the next morning, and it's all supposed to be okay. I Like kids laying down on football fields, covering their heads from gunshots, brother. This is this is this is too much, man. This is too freaking much. Act right, bro. Act right. The fact that you have to walk God. through a metal detector, uh, the fact that you have to walk through a metal detector to get into a high school football game, is absolutely ridiculous. It's 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 ridiculous. Like like when we walked up to Theodore and Baker, there was people standing at the gate, and said, "Are you Theodore or are you right. Baker?" And I said, I'm here for Baker. And they said, well, we're going to direct you this way. And once you go this way, you cannot come right. back this way until the game is over. Like, what? Like, I, I, I just and, – and then having to, to get your ticket out, they scan your ticket, and you have to empty your pockets and walk through a metal detector. 
is absolutely insane. And then they have a wand, and they want you. It reminds me of TSA at an airport. Right. Um, watching football, man. Probably watching football. Like, like I, I don't get it. I don't get it. We we got to be better as people, as human beings, man. We have to be better. Uh, it, it, like you said, what are we doing? What are we doing? These are these are you know fifteen to to eighteen year old kids, and we're there to watch them compete. Uh, to, who's going to win the region? You know, the region right. of your area. Who is going to win that? And and that's what we want to see. Who's the big highlight star? Uh, and how is he going to play? That's what we want to see, man. We don't want to see gang violence and people fighting in the stands. And, and like me and you were that age. We played high school sports. It means yes. everything to you in that moment. When you're yes. 15, that means everything to you. Yes. And and it's like, <clears throat> look, you know, we were we went we walked down to the concession stand at halftime, right? And Bryce Kane's mother was walking through, uh, trying to trying to get something to drink something to eat right and one of the parents stopped her and like five feet from us and he said i just wanted to tell you that bryce is just i mean he's on another level tonight and just a smile to see that like come across mm-hmm. her face and she was like thank you so much that, like that means the world to me All right and like that's what you want to see man you want to see people like that like the the friendliness and and everybody getting along and and uh you you don't you don't want to see the gun violence and everything like that, man. It's just, uh, it's not where we need to be as a country, as a community, anything, man. Like you need to be able to feel safe to go out on a Friday night and enjoy a high school football game. It's getting ridiculous. It it really is, man. It really is. Well, look guys, Tuesday, seven o'clock central time. Y'all already know the deal making predictions or our SEC predictions, big time guests lined up. Hopefully a lot of things going on and, we just want to talk to you guys, man. Get in there, man. Make this thing special. So we'll see you guys Tuesday night. See you guys Saturday, bro, in Jordan yes, Hare. I uh, cannot wait, man. Uh, until the next one, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. War damn eagle. War eagle, baby. <laughs>